Today is Tuesday, April 4, 2023. I will sing your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. The first reading according to Isaiah chapter 49 verse 1 to 6. Listen to me, O islands, pay attention. People from distant lands, Yahweh called me from my mother's womb. He pronounced my name before I was born. He made my mouth like a sharpened sword. He hid me in the shadow of his hand. He made me into a polished arrow set apart in his quiver. He said to me, You are Israel, my servant. Through you I will be known. I have labored in vain, I thought, and spent my strength for nothing. Yet what is due me was in the hand of Yahweh, and my reward was with my God. I am important in the sight of Yahweh, and my God is my strength. And now Yahweh has spoken. He who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, to gather Israel to him. He said, It is not enough that you be my servant to restore the tribes of Jacob, to bring back the remnant of Israel. I will make you the light of the nations, that my salvation will reach to the ends of the earth. The Gospel according to John chapter 13, verse 21 to 33, 36 to 38. After saying this, Jesus was distressed in the spirit and said plainly, Truly, one of you will betray me. The disciples then looked at one another, wondering whom he meant. One of the disciples The one Jesus loved was reclining near Jesus. So Simon Peter signaled him to ask Jesus whom he meant. And the disciple who was reclining near Jesus asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, I shall dip a piece of bread in the dish, and he to whom I give it is the one. So Jesus dipped the bread in the dish and gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. As Judas took the piece of bread, Satan entered into him. Jesus then said to him, What are you going to do? Do it quickly. One of none of the others, reclining at the table, understood why Jesus had said this to Judas. As Judas had the common purse, they may have thought that Jesus was telling him, Buy what Judas we needed for the feast, and give something to the poor. Judas left as soon as he had eaten the bread. It was night. When Judas had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified. And God is glorified in him. God will glorify him, and he will glorify him 
very soon. My children, I'm with you for only a little while. You will look for me, but as I already told the Jews, now I tell you, where I am going you cannot come. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but afterward you will. Peter said, Lord, why can I follow you now? I am ready to give my life for you. To give your life for me? Jesus asked Peter, Truly, I tell you, the cock will not crow before you have denied me three times. Following Jesus means following him to the cross. Peter tries so hard to be a good follower of Jesus. At his first encounter with Jesus, he abandoned his boat and his livelihood to follow Jesus. He traveled with Jesus throughout his public ministry, witnessing his miraculous deeds and listening to his teaching. Peter was even the first of the twelve to acclaim Jesus as the Messiah, the Holy One of God. Yet at the same time, people, Peter struggled with the ultimate understanding of what it would mean to follow Jesus. Following Jesus means following him to the cross. Peter thought he could do it, putting his life in the line to follow everything he had seen and heard. He wasn't ready for the cross quite yet. As I struggled to carry the crosses in my life, I remember the example of Peter, and I recall that. Filled with the Holy Spirit, he proclaimed the risen Christ fearlessly, even unto death. Exodus chapter 40, verse 38 the cloud of the Lord was over the tabernacle by day, and fire was in the cloud by night, in the sight of all the Israelites during all their travels, through thick and thin. On January 28, 1986, the U.S. space shuttle Challenger broke apart 73 seconds after takeoff. In a speech of comfort to the nation, President Reagan quoted from the poem High Flight, in which John Glisby, Maggie, a World War II pilot, had written of the high, untrespassed sanctity of space and the sense of putting out his hand to touch the face of God. Although we can't literally touch God's face, we sometimes experience a stunning sunset or a place of meditation in nature that gives us an overwhelming sense that He's near. Some people call these moments thin places. The barriers separating heaven and earth seems to grow a little thinner. God feels a little closer. The Israelite may experience a thin place as they sense the nearness of God in the desert wilderness. God provided a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night to lead them through the desert. When they were staying in the camp, the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. 
throughout all their travels, they knew God was with them. As we enjoy the incredible beauty of God's creation, we grow conscious that His presence everywhere. As we talk with Him in prayer, listen to Him and read the scriptures, we can enjoy fellowship with Him anytime and anywhere. Cindy has Casper. What places in nature make you feel especially close to God? How can you seek Him anytime and anywhere? Father, help me seek and find you even when I'm lost in a desert wilderness. Father, help me seek and find you even when I'm lost in a desert wilderness. Father, help me to seek and find you even when I'm lost in a desert wilderness.